The following program is being brought to you on the 7th Wave Network. For more information about our network and to check our additional show hosts and topics of interest, please visit 7thWaveNetwork.com. The Voice America Talk Radio Network is the worldwide leader in live Internet talk radio. Visit voiceamerica.com. The views and ideas expressed on the following program are strictly those of the host or guests and do not necessarily reflect the views and ideas held by the Voice America Talk Radio Network, its staff, and management. The Summit Lighthouse brings you practical spiritual answers and is the open door to sacred mysteries. These teachings, delivered by Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet, are compelling, thought-provoking, and timeless. Here are your hosts, Tom Schumacher and Terry Kennedy. And welcome, everyone. Thank you for joining us today on The Open Door. This is the online voice of the Summit Lighthouse, where we publish and practice the teachings of the Ascended Masters and where we invite you to awaken to the light within. In fact, even more than that, we invite you to become that light. I'm Tom Schumacher. And I'm Terry Kennedy. And I'm Sid Bennett. Hello, gentlemen. Hello. Right. Good afternoon. Right on the stroke of noon here, so I guess I can't really say anything. Happy noon. Happy noon. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, today we are focusing on inner truth. And I know that safe to say we probably do that every week. Inner truth is a very common and core complement to our teachings. And we want to talk today about where does inner truth come from? Can we trust it? And uh, I think it needs to be said that we're going through a particularly rough time in the world right now. Um, terror is on the rise. Financial chaos seems to be right around the corner. Uh, religious intolerance is growing everywhere. Morality is on the decline. And our leaders seem unable or unwilling to confront these issues in any meaningful way. So in the face of all this, if our world seems out of control and we can't trust leaders to lead, where do we find the truth that will set us free, bring us comfort, and lead us home? And I know this is a big question, but we have to know where to look for real truth and then be able to believe and trust in it with utmost confidence. As many have said, this is a journey without distance, for we need to look no further than within to find the truth and the kingdom of God. So we've always had the answer within us. It is a simple yet profound truth. Do we need to say any more? Well, you know what occurs to me is the, the word truth and law. Are, are they not one and the same, Sydney? I mean, the, uh, it seems like I've, I've read that somewhere. I've heard that. But there's something about truth that is like the, the law of the universe. And if we deviate from that, then we have lawlessness. Mm-hmm. And that may be one of the reasons that we have so many problems in the world today is because people are – uh, they're sidestepping the truth in their own world and, and what they know to be true in their leaders and one thing and another and are, and are reluctant to make change. Well, I think you have to go back to uh, a, a topic that we've addressed many times, which, of course, is free will. So, and, and how that relates to this today is the sense that God is within us. I mean, this is Jesus said, the kingdom of God is within you. Well, of course, everybody can repeat that, but do most people really know what it means? Mm-hmm. And what it means when the teachings of Seven Masters, is that God has put a portion of himself within each one of us. I mean, think of that. Mm-hmm. And that, of course, we have as our I am presence, which is that presence of God that should be congruent with us, but isn't because we sort of pushed him away a little bit. But secondly, and I think most interesting, is God has given us a holy Christ self. What does that mean? Yeah. Jesus is the Christ. What does our holy Christ self mean? Well, what it means is that 
the kingdom of God within us, we have the presence of God and the presence of his only begotten son, which is the Christ. Now, in, in contrast to traditional Western Christianity that Jesus was the only son of God, the ascended masters teach that each one of us has the potential to become the Christ. And that is what Jesus demonstrated. Jesus, the soul, the individual, became the Christ through his attainment and through everything he did. And we have the potential to become the Christ as well because the Christ is already within us. And if, if we can achieve that oneness with our Christ self, then we can walk the earth as Jesus did. This doesn't mean that we're better than Jesus. Obviously, he has an attainment that we have, so we say, a, a ways to go before we catch up to him. We'll never catch up with him, because he's always going to be ahead of us. But this is such a profound teaching and so diametrically opposed to traditional Christianity that it is something that needs to be shouted from the housetops because people do not understand that not only is the kingdom of God with, is within them, but they have the potential to be the Christ even as Jesus became the Christ. And for what, what does that mean to us today who are kind of evolving, so to speak? <laughs> it means we have an inner knowing, an inner knowledge, and an inner voice. If we cultivate it, we can get guidance, direction, comfort, everything we're seeking in our lives. And, and that's it. I mean, you've, that, that's the key, is recognizing the existence of this inner truth, this inner wellspring of truth, if you will. And then the empowerment that that brings, it's incredible. Well, well, it's, you know, as Jesus said, all power is given to me in heaven and earth. Mm -hmm. When you pass certain tests and you become one with your Christ self, then you are trustworthy and God can give you that power. And so, obviously, we don't want that too soon or we'd really get into trouble. <laughs> yeah, right. I make enough karma as it is. <laughs> but you know what's, what's so fascinating about, I think, this teaching is, well, do we all become like Jesus and just double, you know, carbon copies of him? Well, no, the Christ is the Christ, whether it's in Jesus or in us. But we bring our unique flame, our unique abilities that God has given us that we've built through the ages, through our service and our love and so forth. And so the Christ self doesn't merge with the human ego, but it merges with those parts of you that are very unique and very special so that you, you become a unique person in God just as Jesus is a unique person in God and all the Ascended Masters. Mm -hmm. The Ascended Masters are not the same. They all have very unique flames, very unique skills, very unique um, manifestations of God, and that's the divine plan for us, too. You know, I think we were talking about this last week, and if not, it was recently, where um, the Ascended Masters have revealed that they don't always totally agree, that they can be in council, they can be the Darjeeling <laughs> Council, and they can have a difference of opinion as to how something might unfold or how it might appear to us. And we have the, the onus is on us to be able to discern the right attitude or the right um, meaning the right definition of something that we are given as a message or as a, a piece of knowledge. And the point I want to make here is that when we are seeking inner truth, we can sometimes be duped into believing something that isn't necessarily true. We know that the, that the fallen ones are after our light. There are imposters of the Christ. There are imposters in church and state. And we have to learn how to navigate that minefield. Well, I think that the, the Best example, I've used it before, but I, I can't think of any better, is The Screw Tape Letters by C.S. Lewis. Now, if you've never read this book, it's not very long. It's very funny. It's humorous. You've got to read it because, in essence, there's the, uh, the little devil on one shoulder and the angel on the other, so to speak, in this book that's whispering in your ear, who are you going to listen to? Who are you going to cultivate? <laughs> and, and um, you know, sometimes people believe things as they want to believe them. You know, God, show me what is your will, but... You know, they're all sort of already predisposed to what they want that will to be. And so they see it as coming. So to, the developing the ability to listen 
to hear the voice of your Holy Christ self, of your I am presence, is what will give you the, the, the perfect guidance in your life in every decision and action. And that, it just doesn't happen. You have to work with that. You have to set aside a time each day. You have to learn to listen to God within to meditate on the light within you, the threefold flame within your heart, which is ignited at birth that God has given you. This is, this is a, a, in your inner altar, your inner sanctuary. And we must bow before the light of God within us and say, Lord, show me. Show me the way I need to go, my next step or whatever it is. And as you do that, you'll develop a listening grace. Mm-hmm. And as you suggest, Tom, you have to be careful to make sure you're not getting what we term a projection from the outside, which is not from God. And uh, can come in different forms. So this is something that Jesus didn't just become the Christ overnight. He had to work in many, many embodiments to develop that attainment to come back as become the the Savior of the world, which he is. He is a very. He, we can all become the Christ, but Jesus is still the Savior of the world. That's his office, and so we'll have offices too, so to speak, as we grow spiritually. So I think it's safe to say we need these inner guides. Now we have the Christ. You've mentioned the I am presence. We also have the angels, we have the ascended masters. We have a lot of allies. You know, I think that we have to learn how to not only cultivate the awareness of them, but cultivate the communication channel. Well, it, and and it's not to sort of hear voices we're speaking, <laughs> speaking here. You know, you have sometimes it's a... It's a it's still quiet voice within. It's a quiet within. And, you know, this is kind of the voice of conscience. Yeah. You know you know how it works with, the, with your conscience. If you ignore it, suppress it, and, you know, don't pay any attention, to it, you don't hear it anymore, do you? No. And so that's a very dangerous place for people to be. So if you feel your voice of conscience coming up, honor that voice. And if you've made a mistake, correct whatever you've done because you don't want to lose that because that voice of conscience, which is your Holy Christ self, will never let you go astray if you're really tuned into it. Now, some have referred to that presence as the guardian angel. Absolutely. That's accurate too. Yeah, Yeah, exactly. And, and, you know, uh, one of my thoughts is that this is a good reason for people to turn the music down, so to speak. Uh, you know, I mean, there's so much. This is the signal to noise ratio. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> there is so much rock music, heavy duty. I mean, heavy metal stuff almost anymore. I mean, my wife and I, we like we like to watch some of these home remodel shows and everything because <laughs> it's not the blood and guts of a lot of the other channels. Nobody dies. <laughs> Nobody dies. <laughs> they, just, they, they just tear par- houses apart and put them back together. <laughs> but I'm hearing more and more. I mean, heavy metal music uh, being played. You know, they, they're in and they're out. They're in and they're out, you know, and they give you a little <laughs> bit of silence. But then there's all this. And, and people don't hear it anymore, I tell you. No. They're so right. used to it. But it deadens the spiritual senses. How can you hear the voice of God within if all you're listening to is rock music? You can never hear it. Or, no. or, or things of the mm-hmm. world. You get so caught up in the world. So as we shared before, we need to spend time with God every day of our lives. Just you know, find your closet or your prayer room or wherever it is where you can be one and peaceful with God and talk to God and listen to God and seek that guidance. If that's what you want in your life. Because it has to be cultivated. It has to be cultivated if it's going to get the full use of it. And there's a comfort to it, too. I mean, before the show, we were talking about the comfort flame and what, how important it is to balance all this negativity that's going on with something that, you know, comfort food. Eat some macaroni and cheese, for God's sake. Well, you know? well, yeah, but in lieu of the macaroni and cheese, Terry, maybe we can look for spiritual comfort. Um, there you go. You know, and I think we're all looking for comfort. It's, this is, yeah. this is a, a challenging place to live, planet Earth. And so there's a time to be the warrior, and then there's a time to let God comfort you, the Divine Mother 
or your Holy Christ self or Jesus or whatever, um, not as an indulgence, but as a need to remind us who we are. Right. Well, and we're not victims of our environment as much as it may seem sometimes that we are. I mentioned a moment ago when you were talking, Terry, about the signal-to-noise ratio. Yes. We have our hands on the dial. It's up to us to determine how strong that signal is going to be. As you said, uh, Sid, that if we ignore it, it kind of goes away. So we have to cultivate that connection and keep it strong and vibrant daily and keep our hands on the dial so that we have a strong signal and minimize as much of the noise as possible. You know, I think sometimes people have a, a, a subconscious fear of listening too much to what their voice of conscience, because it might want them to do something they don't want to do. <laughs> well, so, you, so you have to determine, I want the will of God in my life, and I'm willing to surrender those things which are not God's will. And then if you're willing to do that, God will give you direction. And, you know, it's one step at a time. But, you know, we all know when we're doing something we shouldn't be doing. You know, <laughs> yeah. well, I mean, we all know that. And even a simple prayer, Jesus, you know, deliver me from this momentum. Holy Christ self, cut me free from this situation because I'm having trouble with it. Because yeah. it has appealed to me, but I know it's not God's will, so cut me free from it. Well, you, you've, this is very important because I think we, we, we can't unknow what we know. And it's their, their quote I recall from the Climb the Highest Mountain series, it's sweet on the tongue, bitter in the belly. That at first the truth and what we're talking about illuminates and empowers and it feels really good. But once it's in there, it's in your consciousness, uh-oh, darn, I, I now have to operate from this level of truth. There's a certain responsibility that comes with knowing. Well, well there is. And, and <laughs> you know, we've, we've denied the path, so to speak, for probably many, many embodiments, some of us, because we didn't want to make the effort. We didn't want to change. Well, there comes a time when you have to say, you know, this isn't working. I've done everything <laughs> there is to do on this planet. And we know it. And a hundred times over. Yeah, and you know that, end, yeah. whatever that is. Yeah. And now is the time for God. Now is the time for me to fulfill my mission, my divine plan, to walk that path that I've known I'm supposed to walk, but I've avoided it. Because it does take effort. But you know what? Life takes effort. Unless you want to live in a world of illusion and you know where that ends up, <laughs> it doesn't end up in heaven, I'll tell you that. Nope. Because you're, you're magnetized to wherever you are. You're, you end up being in the world of illusion and when you're out of embodiment too. And you'll never get home to God until you turn around and face the light and say, I am coming home, God. Show me the next step. Holy Christ self, give me that specific direction, what I need to do next. And, and many times it's really pretty obvious. And you know what it is. It just takes the courage and the reinforcement of God. And you can ask for that reinforcement to do that which needs to be done. And, and things that are worth doing are probably going to require a bit of effort. But this is a joyous path. Well, it's the joy of overcoming. Every mm. little victory will bring its joy. Yeah. And, and that's, you know, victories build victories. Just to, and it's momentum. You know, maybe we can talk about that in the second section. Well, let's come back talk. and talk about that. Because, yeah, yeah as we're talking today, we're, we're focused on inner truth, inner guides, inner knowing, and we've all had experiences with that. And so after a short break, we'll come back and we'll talk about kind of building a momentum of awareness, a momentum of consciousness, if you will. So please stay with us. We'll be right back. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Seek greater awareness. Right now, all over the world, warriors of light are working tirelessly to defend your soul's opportunity to achieve oneness with God. These spiritual warriors are keepers of the flame, and though few, the power they wield is greater than all of the weapons made by man. 
Founded by St. Germain in 1961, Keepers of the Flame is a non-denominational fraternity in the tradition of ancient spiritual orders. When you join, you'll receive a series of lessons that will introduce you to a vast and dynamic spiritual world. See for yourself. Access Lesson 1 right now, completely free. No login required. Simply go to tsl.org slash keepers, and in seconds you could be exploring a whole new world of practical Ascended Master teachings. Lessons are printed or available online for any time, anywhere access, and anyone can join. Discover your real self and explore your full spiritual potential. Become a Keeper of the Flame today and awaken to the light within. Please visit tsl.org slash keepers and prepare to accelerate. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And we are back. Thank you for staying with us. Today on The Open Door, we're talking about Inner truth. What a surprise, right? <laughs> <laughs> That's right. But in particular, we're talking about that inner sense of knowing that we all have. We've all experienced it at one time or another, at one level or another. And it's a constant challenge, I think, to kind of maintain that signal-to-noise ratio so that the signal is coming through strong. And we are aided in that process by building the momentum. We began to just kind of touch that um, subject before we went on to our break. So let's kind of pick that up now. Let's talk about what it takes to, to build a spiritual momentum, momentum of listening, grace, and anything else as part of this process of really tuning into our inner guides and listening for the truth. Well, you know, I'm thinking about <clears throat> the teenage years. Uh, those are the years where <clears throat> your soul is really trying to guide you on the, the on the path, you know, to step on the right stepping stones, so to speak, that will lead you to your divine plan and the, your reason for being. And so that's a perfect time for the fallen angels to just start pumping uh, heavy music in, loud music, and any number of deviations, you know, oh to, to a, a good, solid spiritual life. And so um, that right there is taking people off the path. And, and you lose because you don't establish a momentum, then you have to sort of retrace your steps. Momentum is not just good things, it's also bad things. Exactly. And whether it's a habit or something or a momentum of thinking negatively or, or whatever it is, um, you know, it, it takes you 
it's going to take you wherever it leads, so to speak, right. and it becomes very powerful in people's lives. And that's why we seek to build spiritual momentum, spiritual practices, mm-hmm. daily activity. Not every day in your life are you going to feel like going down and talking to God in the, in the, in the closet, so to speak, or where you pray. But you know what? This is important to do because it's part of building a spiritual momentum and listening. And one of the ways you build a momentum is by rem- reminding yourself to listen. And if you get a very strong feeling, you know, that, you know, you shouldn't go someplace or do something, you know, that could be your Holy Christ self, the angels prompting you. So you, you pay attention to it. And I think, as, as you've alluded to in the description of the show, Tom, you have to have discernment on who's telling you this, you know, and, and know when it is your Holy Christ self and when it's coming from someplace else that is not of God. This takes practice, as, as we said. And so you, you learn to listen, and you learn to ask for that guidance. And, of course, if you ignore that guidance, it's going to go away. You know? And, you know, uh, would you, you just alluded to this, you know, trust but verify kind of posture. We'll get back to that in a moment. But I think looking at momentum again as a, as a real-life experience of a day-to-day growth in consciousness and awareness, a house doesn't build itself. A garden doesn't just grow without tending. I mean, anything worth doing has to be monitored, tended. The consciousness that's required to focus on it has to be pretty consistent. And occasionally we'll stumble, but momentum is uh, something that's built over time. And it's like a force field that grows as we feed it until at a certain point it has its own, I mean, we, we don't have to continue to build a momentum necessarily. It second nature, like it becomes, Exactly. And, and of I was course trying to that, get there, and I couldn't. <laughs> <laughs> that, that's, a, that's a wonderful place to be. And again, we're not trying to, this is not self-hypnosis. This is not, you know, training your mind. It's training your heart. And I, I read a quote recently that says, learn to think through your heart, learn to see through your heart, and learn to hear through your heart. And I thought, wait a minute, what does that mean? <laughs> you know, how do, I, how do I think through my heart? You know, it's very natural. We all have very powerful brains. And it's natural to think as the brain is the center of our consciousness, well, it's, a, it's, the, it's the computer that helps us run things. There's no doubt about that. <laughs> but it's the heart and the light within the heart, the threefold flame, that is really the center of our being. And so if you just see things through your mind, it's going to be very different when you see them through your heart. And, and what does that mean? It means compassion, love, seeing things differently, not just the outer, but things that go to a different depth. And, and again, this takes practice, you know, because this world trains us to think through our minds. Mm-hmm. But your mind is not the center of your consciousness. Your true center of consciousness is your heart. And, and, you know, you can always tell the difference between an intellectual uh, argument and a heart ar- argument, so to speak. You know, intellectuality is just, oh, it's got a strange vibration. Yeah. Well, you know, and this is bringing us to a topic that we've talked about many times, the threefold flame. That one of the uh, requirements of the ascension is to balance the threefold flame, and this is wisdom power, and love, which is the heart chakra. So we've got not only to focus on the heart, but we've got to balance those energies so that we're, we're not, you know, overpowering somebody with our intellect or trying to, or overpowering them with the power of our throat chakra, right. but being in balance. Yeah. And, there, and there's a, and, and of course, the, uh, the color that coordinates with, uh, with wisdom is yellow, mm-hmm. and the color that coordinates with intellectuality is orange. Oh, really? Yeah. So there's a, well, I don't, you know, that, that could take us off into another... Well, I, I think well, what, what you're saying, the wisdom, of course, is reflected in the crown chakra, which is right. the top of your head. So, obviously, the wisdom of God is very different from, quote-unquote, intellectual knowledge. You know, you need a certain basic knowledge of how things work in the universe, but that's not wisdom. And what the fallen angels have done, because they have a tremendous momentum on intellectual that they think that's the solution. In other words, the, the human mind is going to solve every problem in the universe, and they've developed it to an extreme... Uh, 
to an extreme because they can't don't have the light of God anymore. Right. And so they're very powerful in that way. And so people give them much awe and respect. Oh, that person is so smart. But do they have the truth of God within them or just an intellectual ability? Yeah. And we know, you know we mentioned this the first segment, that there are false pastors. There are imposters of the masters. We even have imposters of our own self. So we have to be so careful. I mean, there's so much. I'm concerned, I think, some, some of the time about how uh, subtle the tactics are of the fallen ones to induce us to believe something that isn't true, but they make it seem so plausible. Yeah, surely you shall not die. You, <laughs> right. you, know, you know, God didn't say absolutely you're going to get kicked out if you, you know, take of the forbidden fruit, you know. And, and, you know, most of the time, if we really step back, we know what the right thing to do is. We really do. And um, we can pretend that it's not. Well, and, and, you know, well, so-and-so does it, so it must be okay. I mean, that's, you know, that's the rationalization we see and so forth. But, you know, we're, we're, we're not of the world. We may be in the world, but we're not of the world. So we can't use the examples of the world to justify our action. And, of course, everything needs to be done with love. You know, I, I'm just reminding of a, a teaching I read recently about George Washington. And, you know, if you study his life, you know, there, he made a lot of mistakes, number one, like we yeah. all do. Yep. And, and number two, there were all the people that, that questioned his ability as a general. You know, they said, you know, there really was, there were other people that had higher sort of general skills, if that's yeah, the word. military But training. the masters have taught about him why he was such a unique individual. Number one, he had the attainment of a Buddha. And so he was able to hold that focus of light within his heart that brought forth the, the revolution in the United States. You know, look at the difference between the revolution in America and the revolution in France. And how one became a bloodbath and other became sponsored by the Ascended Masters. St. Germain sponsored George Washington. Mm -hmm. So it was the quality of George Washington's heart and not his intellectual ability that made it possible for the United States to come into being. Isn't that fascinating? Oh, I so, think so, and of course, yeah. he needed some skill sets. We need the worldly <laughs> skill sets, and he had them on uh, many levels. He was yeah. the greatest horseman of his age, people say, and he had the courage and so forth. But I, I think the point is that we're not going to be saved by anyone's uh, mental body or their intellectual uh, awareness. It's the quality of the heart. How do you develop the quality of the heart? Well, number one, you listen within to your Holy Christ self, to your I am presence, and you learn you know, that aspect of yourself mm -hmm. versus just your, just your mind. Well, and courage is one of the qualities of heart. I mean, courage comes from the word heart, core. Coming, coming of age of the heart is yeah. what courage is. Yeah, and I think that, you know, you mentioned teens and how challenging their lives can be. Right. Imagine, I, I think back sometimes and I wonder how I even survived that period. Oh, but no. it takes courage to stand up and witness to the truth that you know. When you said you, we know. In, inside, we do know what's right and what's wrong. And at times when you're in a peer pressure situation, it's very difficult to stand up and say, wait a minute, that's not true. And, you know, you get shot down. You're looked at down upon. Well, you know, I, I gave an example recently that I became aware of a, of a teenager that did something, you know, that they knew was wrong. Okay. They knew that the parents had given the guideline that was wrong. And they knew everything about it. And when asked why they did it, they said, because it was fun. Oh, you know, and, and I think we can, we, can, we can understand that, but we can see the danger of it, too. <laughs> you know, we can see the danger of not considering all the ramifications of your actions for yourself and others. You know, and, and so, you know, we're trying to balance karma. We're not trying to make it. And um, so this is where that attunement with God within is so important. And it, not only do you have to listen and practice obedience to that, um, but but it's it's absolutely important that this becomes, as I said, a daily ritual Second because nature. that's the only way 
that you're going to reinforce it and strengthen it and build momentum. This, you know, this doesn't happen overnight. It, Jesus didn't become the Christ overnight. He had many other embodiments um, to build his Christhood. And so it, is, so it is with us. So we have to take that next step and going within instead of without, which everyone else on this planet seems to like to do, <laughs> is how we can get that guidance in that direction that we need. You know, this brings up another point. I think we'll develop this more in the next segment, but we can touch on it now. Do we each have a sponsoring master? Well, I would say, uh, it seems to me that I've heard that we have we could, we could uh, have one to begin with, so to speak, and then it can be transferred over. We could, you know, maybe reach a certain momentum or attainment, you know, with, with whatever that master like is helping through, us going with. going through school. Like going through school and going on to another teacher or another professor or somebody that's going to train you on another aspect of what, what's important in your life. I, mean, I, I bring this up because I believe we have a sponsoring master. I think we all do. Yeah. And that person, that master has basically given us a commitment to be there. You know, th- this is the one who knocked on the door. This is perhaps the master that led us to these teachings. And we have, I don't want to say we have an obligation to that master necessarily, but I'm sure we have an accountability to that sponsorship to honor it. Well, well think of it this way. If you go to the bank to borrow money, okay, you, you owe that bank money, don't you? Yeah. <laughs> and if you don't pay it back, the bank loses it. It's the same thing with being sponsored by an ascended master, except they're giving us their light and their sponsorship. And if we don't take that and use it properly and, and, and just throw it away, then they're the ones that get the karma. I mean, we have karma too, but they have the karma. So it's, it's you know, ascended masters can make karma when they give things to their, their students or their disciples or their chilas, as we call them, and that energy or light is misused, then the ascended master gets that karma. And um, they don't obviously lose their ascension, but it's something they have to balance and work to. And, and I can tell you, uh, I sent a master that has sponsored every single one of us. That's Jesus. Jesus took upon himself our karma on the cross so that for the past 2,000 years, we would have the opportunity to gain enough spiritual attainment that when that karma is given back to us, it's not going to overwhelm us and just knock us out of embodiment. Yeah. So Jesus has sponsored every one of us. I mean, that's an amazing statement. That's why he's the savior of the world. Right. And so now, but now is the time for us to take that karma back. Um, and, you know, are we ready? Have we made use of these past 2,000 years? Some have done better than others, but ready or not, <laughs> the karma is coming. And, of course, that's what's happening in the world. And all the more incentive to go within to find your next step in direction. And on that note, I think we'll talk more after a break about the uh, concept, again, of trust but verify. We're talking about inner truth today, the inner guides, Christ self, the I am presence, our sponsoring master, the ascended masters, the angels. We've got quite a few allies there. So when we come back from our break, let's talk a bit more about how do we discern when we're hearing the truth. Trust but verify. Please stay with us. Invite meaning and inspiration to your life. This is the Voice America 7th Wave Channel. At the Summit Lighthouse, our goal is to help you awaken to the light within and discover your real self. 
Today, thousands of spiritual seekers all around the world are using the universal teachings of the Ascended Masters to make their higher selves a permanent part of their reality. And you can too. The Ascended Masters are the saints and sages of East and West from all major religions and spiritual paths. They have walked where you walk and understand the challenges you face. And their teachings are always practical. By applying the science of the spoken word through verbal prayers called decrees, the masters teach us how to harness the healing power of the violet flame and other spiritual energies to transform our lives and our world. On The Open Door, it is our goal and great joy to bring you Ascended Master teachings that you can apply in your life right now. To learn more about the Summit Lighthouse and the teachings of the Ascended Masters, visit us today at tsl.org and discover how you can awaken to the light within. It's what you're here to do. Remember, tsl.org. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the Masters of Light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. This is the 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. And welcome back, everyone. Uh, You're listening to The Open Door, where today we're talking about inner truth. And in this segment, we'd like to begin by focusing on challenging the source of light that you might be receiving. Um, This is when you hear that inner voice, or you believe you're being visited, by a master or an angel or whatever, um, it is not blasphemy to challenge the source of their light. In fact, I think that they would probably expect and find you uh, accountable by well, doing Well, the masters that. want us to do that because people can be, you know, deceived. Uh, oh, really? They can. <laughs> oh, no. And so, if, oh, you no. know, in the name of Jesus Christ, if this is not real, I rebuke this or yeah. I rebuke mm-hmm. you or whatever. And, um, you know, and, and, and that's when you're not sure, I mean, a lot of times, you know, what the fallen angels will do is they'll break come with praise. Mm-hmm. Oh, you're so wonderful. You have such great spiritual attainment. You're so special that, you know, God really wants to use you. Well, you know, doesn't that sound a little off, you know? Yeah, and of little. course, people fall for it, uh, unfortunately. So you always challenge that uh, in the name of the Christ. And, um, you know, one way, you can also tell by vibration sometimes, you know, and if, if someone, if you hear a voice telling you to do something that you know <laughs> is not right, I mean, yeah. you don't do it, obviously, right. you know. Um, and so what you want to cultivate is hearing your still small voice within and being able to block out all these extraneous things of the world that are upon us and the little devil on your shoulder that's trying to get you to do certain things. So how do you do that? How do you develop that skill? Um, and, you know, part of it is through devotion. I mean, why do we worship? 
because it opens up mm-hmm. the flow of light between ourselves and God. You know, we have what's called the chart of the presence. If you haven't seen it, all you have to do is go to our website, which is uh, tsl.org, and you can see a chart of the presence, which has a, you know, a, 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 a manifestation of our Holy Christ self, uh, looking like Jesus, as he's identified, mm-hmm. and also our I Am Presence and the many colors of the rainbow around us. And it's two-dimensional, so it's somewhat limited. But you can get the idea that God is within us. The same God that was in Jesus is in us. The same Christ that is in us was in Jesus. And so we can give our devotion and love to that inner light within us. And we've been shared, you know, a meditation I love to do is where you, you feel like you're going within your heart, the secret chamber of your heart, and you visualize some kind of a church or whatever it is that represents a spiritual center for you. And I always like to see a, a cathedral of some kind. And going in before the altar, there's your threefold flame, which is from God. And tending that altar is Jesus as your Savior and also your Holy Holy Christ self. And you can give devotion and love and attunement to them and ask for direction and guidance. You know, this is why we sing spiritual songs, why we send our love to God and to the angels and so forth out of gratitude. These spiritual practices are very important for the flow of light between you and God. And, you know, as we send forth to God, it always comes back to us and sort of clears, clears out the debris, so to speak, <laughs> yeah. that blocks our ability to listen to that still small voice within. You know, you mentioned your, that's a great visualization going to the cathedral. In the teachings, we often come across this concept of the inner chamber of the heart, which is the same thing. It's this vast space within our hearts where we can go and kneel with Jesus or kneel before our Christ self and, you know, enjoin our devotions. I just find it, it's, it's, an, it's a wonderful image for me because you can have that with you anywhere, everywhere you go. That's your, your inner experience. That's your prayer closet magnified into a... And, and you know what? You're kneeling at the altar. Why is kneeling so important? Well, I think kneeling, both physically and metaphorically, before God is acknowledging that... The hierarchy. Well, it's acknowledging that my human self is not God. You know, I have this human personality and so forth, and some of it are qualities that I'll retain as I become the Christ. But you're acknowledging that the source of your light and love is God. God is the doer in everything in your life, and it's only through God that we're going to gain eternal life and win our ascension. And it's acknowledging that because people, you know, they get attached to their humanness and their human ego and their pride, so to speak. And pride is, of course, one of the most dangerous things any of us can have that keeps us from, you know, bending the knee physically and metaphorically before the light of God in ourselves and others. And, of course, Lucifer fell because he would not bend the knee to the Christ within the sons and daughters of God. He said, look at these people. They don't have, they don't have any of the attainment I have. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm up here in heaven, and I have the knowledge of everything, and you expect me to bow before them? Well, he was bowing before the Christ because that is it's the, son, the true Son of God. And, of course, he wouldn't do that, and he got kicked out of heaven, and, you know, therein began the troubles on planet Earth, so to speak. And so acknowledging that God is the doer is supreme within your being and that you're asking God to show you. And, you know, let go of pride hmm. in any human accomplishment that, that is not, you know, pure and giving us to God. Because that will be a block to you in hearing that still small voice and making spiritual progress. This is somewhat of a curveball here, but we're thinking about the fallen angels and the fact that when they were expelled from heaven, they did not lose their attainment. They came down, they're pretty high beings still. And that's one of the reasons why it's so easy to, for them to fool us. Oh yeah, you know, because they have a false light in their auras. Yeah, and there's certain movie stars that are uh, that I think have been fallen angels or are fallen angels, and w- they have a magnetism about them. And yet, I can th- I won't say any names, but I can think <laughs> of a couple right now. You look at their faces, and they almost look like devils. 
you know, they, they, they embody that so much. But people, you know, people don't want to believe that that's really happening on this planet. And we don't focus on the fallen angels, but we have to have awareness of them because it's the equation of light and darkness on planet Earth. We focus on God. We focus on the Christ within us, the light within us. That's the source. That's the only real thing that isn't on planet Earth. All the rest of this is unreal. It's going to pass away someday. Yeah. But the light of God within your heart is eternal. And as you can work to become one with that Christ self and win your ascension, then you will have eternal life. And, you know, um, there, there's a, you know, we talk about the gut feeling that people get. You know, you get that in the solar plexus, right? Mm-hmm. When seat you, of the soul. Seat of the soul, in the, yeah. yeah. the seat of the soul. Mm-hmm. When you see somebody, you have a gut reaction that there's something amiss yeah. or there's something very right about somebody. And also, just on, an, on another side note, my, my most, fa- most favorite picture of George Washington is when he's kneeling beside his horse. Interesting, yeah. yeah. So he's, he's praying. He's praying. He's, he's re- relinquishing his human and, uh, you know, asking God, what do I do next, you know? You know, we've been skirting around the edges of this whole concept of, you know, the, the devil and how uh, sometimes we tend to treat it facetiously. You remember on the comedian Flip Wilson? Yeah. A long, long time ago. Oh, yeah. The, the devil d- made me do the it. The devil <laughs> made me do it. And, you know, I mean, there's something there that's kind of disarming in a way. But by, by the same token, there's something that's kind of scary in the concept of allowing ourselves to be manipulated. Well, what, the way he used to say the joke, you know, that's my excuse. The devil exactly. made me do it. Yeah. Uh, I, but the karma is yours. <laughs> just, that was my point. Yeah. The karma <laughs> is yours. Whatever made so, you do it, you, yeah, you chose by your free will. you had. Um, you know, and, and that's why I love to read about the saints because they're called to make, you know, choices. I'm just, I'm reading a book about Thomas Beckett right now, uh, yep. the, you know, Archbishop of Canterbury who was murdered on uh, the 12th century uh, by the, 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 the yeah. barons of, of Henry II. But anyway, the point I want to make here, there's a part in the book I'm reading where he's returning from exile and the people, of course, love him. And so, it's, in, in fact, there was a reference made at the time by someone who wrote about it. It was almost like Christ's entry into Jerusalem. Oh, oh my gosh. And, of course, what happened is Thomas, within a few months, Thomas was crucified. He was murdered. Mm-hmm. And so, but understanding that, that he even knew at one level that was going to happen to him, but he made the choice to take that stand for the truth and the light. And, of course, the, the soul of Thomas Beckett, also the soul of Thomas More, I might mm-hmm. add, is now the ascended master El Moria. And his comment was, he said, I lost everything in terms of the world and gained everything in terms of my spirituality by taking a stand for the light. And so we're not anticipating that necessary same path for us today. (laughs) But the principles are exactly the same. And how do you know when to take the stand for the light and when, you know, to, to compromise and work things out? And that takes attunement with your holy Christ self within and with your I am presence. And if you don't practice that, you can make the wrong choices. And wrong choices are why we are where we are today. There's good choices, but there's wrong choices too. And, and, we, and, and it we, takes courage. It takes courage. Yeah. And it, we come back to this concept of momentum. That as we build that momentum, we're building a fortress. Yeah, exactly. Mm-hmm. You know, when I was in, as a, a board you with many times, I was a banker. And I remember as a young banker going out and around, of course, what do bankers do? They go out to lunch and drink. At least they did in those days anyway. And, <laughs> same, you know, same with realtors. I, I, I had to make the choice, you know, <laughs> am I going to participate in that? And the, the pressure, you know, oh, what's a big deal? Have a glass of beer or something or wine? or Why is it a big deal? And, of course, we don't drink for spiritual reasons, not quote-unquote the, 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 And we've had shows about that, why you don't yeah. want to take alcohol in your body. But I had to make that choice. And early on, when you're trying to build a career, you know, the temptation is there. 
you know, I'm probably going to do better if I go <laughs> along with the boys, so to speak. Oh. You know, but the, then you've got to, you know, you had to decide, I had to decide at a certain point, you know, whatever the ramifications, I'm not going to compromise who I am. I'm going to do a good job at my work, because obviously they're not going to pay me if I don't do a good job, mm. but I'm not going to compromise who I am uh, to, quote unquote, get ahead. And I think you were being tested and, and notes were being made on some sort of piece of paper in heaven. You know, you were being checked off on that point. Well, <laughs> we, can, it, we can trust him on you that. You know, if you want more light in your world, in your aura to help others, prove yourself trustworthy. That's right. You know, this is, we got back to sponsoring masters a few minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Spons- masters will turn down people that will ask for sponsorship because they have such a poor record. It's like the bank. You didn't pay back all these loans. Why should we give you more light? Mm-hmm. And so it's the same thing. Light is precious. But when you prove yourself as a faithful servant of the light, then you will get more light and get more sponsorship. And people will, masters will come forward, and as I think you suggested, Terry, you go at different levels, mm-hmm. and a greater sponsorship and a greater light that you can accomplish that things. And I think it's absolutely true that we understand without sponsorship in our lives, we would never even have found these teachings or been able to embark on them because of our karma. It's not because God didn't love us. It's because our karma was so great. And so something in us that we've done through the ages allowed that sponsorship so that we can enjoy and find this light. So we don't take it for granted, and we don't think we're special. We think it's the grace of God that we are here and have this truth and this teaching. (laughs) And because of that grace and that sponsorship, we're committed to using it. And I'll just say one more thing, and that is, Early on in the path, when I this whole concept of the ascension and you know how you can do it in one life, and I, it seemed a little overwhelming. And I, I, I made a promise to myself. I said, I don't know if I can make my ascension in this life, but I'm going to promise that I'm going to try yeah. to myself. And I've go. done the best of my ability to do that. Yeah. Because if you try, then God can step in even if you come up short. Yeah. Lord, I am worthy. Make me worthier still. <laughs> well, on that note, let's take a break. We'll be back for our final segment in just a couple moments. We're talking today about inner truth, inner guides, inner knowing, and inner victory. Please stay with us. The Voice America 7th Wave Channel. Be Extraordinary. Be the change. Those seeking a higher spiritual path question everything. It is the nature of a spiritual seeker. They look deeply at all world religions and know that there are nuggets of truth within them all. The Summit Lighthouse is a deep repository of spiritual wisdom delivered by the Ascended Masters through their messengers Mark and Elizabeth Clare Prophet. For over 50 years, we have brought seekers worldwide liberating teachings that include the violet flame, the creative power of sound, and a deep personal connection to the masters of light. The goal of our show is to bring you timely spiritual teachings that are practical and liberating. For a free download of one of our most popular books, go to www.summitlighthouse.org forward slash radio downloads. The 7th Wave Channel on the Voice America Network. You are listening to The Open Door, brought to you by the Summit Lighthouse. Please send your comments or questions to webradio at tsl.org. Now, back to our show. 
And thank you. We are back. You're listening to The Open Door. I'm Tom. That's Terry. And there's Sid. Still. Yes. In the same place. Um, i got a question. Um, are we responsible to some degree for our spiritual ignorance? And what impact does this have? What import does it have on our souls? Ah, yes. Ignorance, <laughs> ignorance of the law <laughs> ignorance is of the law. no excuse. Yeah. And so by choices and decisions we've made, and again, it goes back to momentum. If you build a momentum of ignoring the law, then you suffer the consequences from it. And so we, do, we are accountable. And so that's why we want to avoid being too comfortable. Yes. And um, word right through my mind too. Yes. <laughs> you know, and I'm talking about spiritually comfortable. I understand, not not the hair shirt. <laughs> <laughs> you know that that if you and you know, I love the Christian church. I grew up in the Christian church. You know, I love the people. I love the fellowship. I love the good times, the social activities. That's all wonderful. But I knew there was something more, and I knew if I didn't search for something more, that's where I'd end up. Mm-hmm. And so, not that it's necessarily bad, but I knew there was more, and I wanted more. So you have to seek the truth. You have to desire it, and um, you know if you really want to progress and grow. And so, you know, I think that the, the and I I got to give people a little break here now, Tom, if I may, <laughs> sure. because there has been a plot to keep the truth from the light bearers throughout the ages. Yeah. I mean, what did the fallen angels do with the life of Jesus when they figured they couldn't, you know, really put it out of the picture? They decided to take it and change his mission. You know, which he's the only son of God, you're worthless sinners. And it's worked for 2,000 years for the most part. Pretty They've well, done yeah. this. So, you know, you have to go <laughs> for the truth and seek it. It's out there. God will not leave us comfortless. And if you seek the truth, you will find it. And, and again, asking God to make sure, you know, Jesus said once, my, my, my sheep know my voice. In other words, you know the vibration. And again, you, it's they, the masters expect you to challenge voices or vibrations or whatever if they are under the light because that's how you, you can really ascertain that's truth. So, yes, ignorance of the law is no excuse, but also be aware that you've been denied the truth and how different each one of us would be if for these past 2,000 years we had been taught the true mission of Jesus Christ, the true understanding of reincarnation, reincarnation and karma, which Jesus taught to his disciples and others, which has been taken out of the Bible. If we knew those things, we would be in a very different place spiritually today. But the point that's so important now is that the knowledge is available to us, and because it is available, you're hearing this, then, of course, we have the opportunity to take advantage of it. And with God's support and sponsorship, as you suggested, Tom, mm-hmm. the Ascended Masters, the use of the violet flame, we can make tremendous progress and make up for lost time if we're willing to apply ourselves. Well, and, and let's look for a moment at the possible price the soul pays if, with the best of intentions, we happen to believe a false teaching, you know, something that sounds plausible and true to our soul. I mean, we, we think it's true. We, we believe it, with the, again, with the best of intention. The soul suffers. I mean, doesn't that kind of put our soul's progress on hold? Well, it does. And I think we've shared before, but I think it's worth mentioning. A lot of times, people that have been fundamentalist Christians, when they, get, when they pass from the screen of life and get over the other side and suddenly are aware of karma and reincarnation, that Jesus didn't die. You know, he gave us opportunity, but he didn't take all of our sins forever. They get angry. Mm. Some of them get angry, and they come back as agnostics. I'm not going to have anything to do with the church because I was lied to in another embodiment. Doesn't mean they are light bearers. So you have to, you know, that's that's oh. the danger. And of course, being agnostic is, you know, that's not <clears throat> going to get you home to God either. So you can see how how treacherous this path is and how important it is to develop your relationship with your I am presence, with your holy self, to run to the son of your I am presence, because that is your salvation uh, and for your soul. 
You know, and I, I just, if I may, I want to just talk about people's souls a little bit. Our, our souls are like our inner child. Our soul has an awareness of all of our embodiments, of everything we've ever done. They're aware, our soul is aware of the path, of the truth, how we get home, and so forth. And when we ignore our voice of conscience, we ignore the pain of our soul and go off on these tangents, the soul is in great pain because the soul knows the truth. And the soul knows it can never become immortal except through the ascension. And so if you love your soul, love your inner child, then you will start on your spiritual path and you will have an inner peace that you've never known before. Even though you're not there yet, even though you'll have challenges, you'll have that inner peace because your soul is rejoicing that at last you have decided to turn around and return home to the Father, Mother, God. Boy, you, you use the immortal word. I <laughs> am immortal. There you're using the name of God, I am. And then you're using the word immortal. And that, just that affirmation right there will help you become uh, an ascended being. You know, and, and that was really the whole purpose of today's program, the focus on the inner guides, the inner knowing, yeah. inner, inner truth, is, is coming to that place of understanding the soul's quest for immortality. And we are one with that soul. And that we have guides and guardians and friends and counselors to whom we can trust so that this inner knowing can be that which perpetuates our, our ascension. Essentially, we are on that path home, and in order to get there, we want to get cutting the noise down and the signal up, mm-hmm. um, and this is how we do it. It's a daily practice. It's a daily regimen. It's something we don't simply decide to do one day and forget about it. And don't be overwhelmed by it. It's, it's, you know, we ascend daily. We've talked about that in the past, yep. too. We ascend daily by our choices, our efforts, and become one with God. And building momentum, you'll start to see changes in your life and you'll yes, you'll have, have you'll come to the fork of the road. It's like Yogi Berra, the baseball player, said, you know, when you come to the fork of the road, take it. Take it. You know? <laughs> but you need to know which fork in the road to take. Do I go this direction with my life or do I go this direction? And you know, the temptations that Jesus had in the wilderness, we will all get in various forms or of one another. You know, all whether it's a temptation of the ego, of power, or tempta- tempting God or whatever. Those are those are amazing tests, and we get them, you know, on a different form and context. So we have to be prepared for those. How do we get prepared for them? By our devotion, by our love, by our tuning in with our Holy Christ self, with your I am present, by garnering light within our being so that we can hear that still soul voice. We can know the truth because we have become the truth to a certain extent as that light is greater within our being. I'm just thinking of uh, studying the lives of the saints, you know. I mean, there are great books, you know, that are a couple of inches thick that have oh, yeah. uh, any number of saints' stories. And a lot of them are just short. They're, they're you know, reduced <laughs> and condensed down. But just to read about all of the things that the saints have gone through will develop a momentum. The same test. We've, we've said this many times in the past that the ascended masters have walked where we walk. Yeah, There's nothing we're going to do or say or think that they haven't already done, said, or thought. I mean, this is, they know, because they've traveled the same pathway that we are on. Mm-hmm. You know, it's not like something new. And let's, let's remind everyone, too, about the fact that the, never has the opportunity been greater. And the reason for that is you can make your ascension by uh, only balancing 51% of your karma versus 100%. And there's some other requirements, and we've talked about those. But you, you have the opportunity to balance the remaining 49% after you're ascended. Well, you know, the reason the, that this dispensation was given is because nobody was making their ascension. It was too hard. They couldn't right. balance all their karma. Right. And so this, you'll never have a, your, your soul knows this, you will never have a better opportunity for spiritual growth and progress 
And to make your ascension, then you do in this very embodiment, because we have the violet flame for the transportation of karma, we have the knowledge of who we are, and we have this dispensation that is not necessarily forever, that you only have to balance 51%. So all the things are coming together (laughs) for your opportunity in God if you will choose to take it and take that one step today, that next step that will lead to others and so forth. And, you know, we, of course, Terry always gives us our website where we have books and teachings and so forth. (laughs) And the Ascended Masters are very practical. Sure, there are many paths up the mountain. But, you know, if we could get there by ourselves, we would have gotten there already. And so the teaching is, if you want the the, the sponsored uh, way on your spiritual path and you're willing to make the effort and give the time each day of your life, you can make more progress than you can conceivably imagine in this embodiment. And if you want to know more about this, you know, what we're talking about, these are the Ascended Master teachings, and they're available through the Summit Lighthouse. And you can get uh, the bookstore at your beck and call by going to tsl.org and just look at the bookstore and look, search up whatever you want, Violet Flame, Angels, Masters. You know, I love the quote, Tom. If people knew better, they, <laughs> they would, would do better. Yes, they I mean, would. isn't that profound? It is. In yeah. other words, people have good intentions, but they don't know better. And, of course, they get the karma for not knowing better to a certain extent. So, um, you know, if we knew better, we would do better. Well, if, if, and I think any of us can say that if you understand who you are, karma and reincarnation, the violet flame, the truth of God and the unreality of this world, <laughs> you'll do better. Indeed. On that note, let's call it a close today. There's another hour just whizzed by. It did. And, and I'm the web radio at tsl.org guy. <laughs> well, That's let's... web radio at tsl.org. And what do we want to know about that? <laughs> well, <laughs> you can you can punch that in on your keyboard if you've got anything to say to us. Yep. Any Concerns, questions? comments, Any questions, questions, whatever. Yeah. And we'll answer them as best we can. Yes. Um, and as we like to say, you know, and this is not facetious, I really mean it with all my heart, that though the upward path may sometimes be difficult, the rewards are out, out of, of this, this world. world. Thanks, everyone. God bless you all. Thank you again for joining us this week. Remember, tell your friends and family that they can listen to us live each Tuesday at 2 p.m. Eastern, 11 a.m. Pacific, and Noon Mountain on Voice America's 7th Wave Channel. For more information about The Open Door and The Summit Lighthouse, please visit our website, www.tsl.org. We'll see you again next week.